Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. One of the major reasons Jesus was sent as a gift to us, God wants to spend eternity with you. See, that's what Christmas is all about. It's about God, his grace, his forgiveness, the Holy Spirit that helps us do life right. And then when we die, and we will, we have the guarantee of spending life in heaven with God. Many people, if they think about God at all, wonder why God would bother with puny humans. God doesn't need people. So why have anything meaningful to do with them? In Pastor Mark's teaching about the story of Christ's birth, he'll tell you why God went through all the trouble he did to try to restore the relationship he always wanted with you. You'll learn about the barrier between men and God, why you can't do anything about it and what God chose to do to bridge the gulf between himself and you. Then you'll find out about the choice you have to make and what the consequences are for you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 1 as he continues his message, God's greatest gift to us. You see, good people don't go to heaven. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm better than them. It doesn't matter. You can never be good enough. Good enough is perfection. And since we started with sin, forget the practice. We'll never be there. So there's a great story. I just want to tell you about it. It gives the point, I think. A man died, and he went to heaven's gates. He wanted to get in. St. Peter was there. And St. Peter said to him, you want to come into heaven? Here's how it works. You need 100 points to get into heaven. Man said, okay. He says, so Peter says, you tell me all the good things you've done. And as you tell me, I'll give you a certain number of points for each item, depending how good you are. And when you get to 100, come on into heaven. The man said, good enough. So the man said this, I was married to the same woman for 50 years. Now, really, this should go to the wife, not the man. (laughs) Come on, ladies, I gave you a point there. Let's go, come on, okay. I was married to the same woman for 50 years and never cheated on her, even in my heart. That's wonderful, said St. Peter. That's worth three points. He said three points, 50 years? I'm down to 97. Okay, well, I attended church all my life. And I supported its ministry with my money and time and talents. Peter said, terrific. That's what you're supposed to do. He said, that's certainly worth one point. One point. 96. 
How about this? I started a soup kitchen in my city and worked in a shelter for the homeless. And St. Peter said, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Do good things for the poor. Fantastic. That's good for two more points. And the man said, two points, is that all? At this rate, the only way I'll get into heaven is by the grace of God. And Peter said, come on in. <laughs> the only way you will get to heaven is by the grace of God. To so see, that idea that any of us could be good enough, it is not biblical at all. It's man's way of trying to earn or buy his way into heaven. Let me show you how that works. Ephesians 1, 7, in him, Jesus, look at the verse, in him, we have redemption through his blood. This forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So notice what you have. You have grace and forgiveness that work together. That's the solution. Who brought it? Jesus. He came with grace and truth. He paid for our sin, which we could not do on the cross. So here's what you want to write or even think about. Good people don't go to heaven. Say it with me, the last part. Only forgiven people go to heaven. So that is the crux. Jesus was sent to this world to offer man grace Unmerited, not, I don't deserve it. And forgiveness. These grace gifts by God are simply received because I can't earn them. I can't buy them. Now, it's interesting to me that God knew what man would try to do. You see, we're raised in a society where we kind of do good, better, best. College, the curve, they got into this college because their grades were better than mine. But God doesn't grade on the curve. We're all equal. We're all sinners. We can't get there. And so God put in the Bible two amazing verses that are just crystal clear. Let me show them to you. God saved you by his grace when you believe. So it's about a belief in Jesus Christ. And you can't trade credit for this. It is, say it with me, it's a gift from who? It's a gift from God. Salvation is, here we go, not a reward. Now think about that. It's not a reward. It's not a reward for the good things we have done. doesn't matter how many good things. It is not a reward. So that none of us can boast about it. There's the clear picture of the gospel. So this brings something that you need to understand. We're talking about the greatest gift. Well, your greatest need is this. Let's say it together. You'll see it. Let's say this. My greatest need is forgiveness. The greatest gift? Jesus. He brought grace and he brought forgiveness. You can't get forgiveness of your sins without Jesus. 
There's only one way to God. His name is Jesus. He came because he saved his people from their sins. You see, God didn't just send Jesus with a couple gifts. He sent him with a lot of gifts. I can't go into all of them, but I want to give you two more because this is really powerful. When Jesus came, he didn't only give us grace and forgiveness, but he gave us one more. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Now, if you come from a Catholic background, you know the Holy Spirit. Get your hands up. Let's practice it. Those of you who came from the Catholic, here we go. Father, Son, Holy. Come on, you do it again. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There it is. But sometimes, even in a Christian church, even in a Protestant church, we don't understand the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit's that. <laughs> what is that? I got an itch over here. Well, what is that? No, the Holy Spirit is God. He's a person. So when Jesus left this earth, he went back to heaven and he sent God, the Holy Spirit, to come and live in us. Look how Paul writes this. You see it on 1 Corinthians six nineteen. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Look at this, who lives in you and was given to you by God. Now look at me. At the moment you become a Christian and your sins are forgiven, God sends the Holy Spirit to come and simply take up residence in us, permanent residence. Christ followers have God, the Holy Spirit, living in them 24-7. How awesome is that? So I want you to just wake up your neighbor right now and say, right to them, point, point them like this, right at their finger. Oh, come on now, we do this a lot. Point them right there and say, I have God living in me. Come on right now. I have God. Exactly. Now, isn't that amazing? How many think we don't look like we have God living in us? So let's not even go there. Okay. <laughs> of course we do. Now, when the Holy Spirit came, what did he bring with him? He brought with him a lot of things. I can't cover most of them, but I want to give you a little sample. We put this on an iPhone kind of app a few years ago. Brett did up in our, our uh, media ministry. Here, watch this. Number one, he assures me. You see, the real you is spiritual. The Holy Spirit lives in us, and sometimes we're unsure of our salvation. By the way, you might be unsure of your salvation because you've never really been saved. Well, Pastor Mark, I came down to the altar. Well, when was that? Uh, 12 years ago. Have you been in church? Are you growing spiritual? Do you read the Bible? Well, no, no, no. I got my papers. I'm going to heaven. Uh, no, no, no. You see, there has to be a change in your life. Repentance is to be different, transform. So we need to be assured of our salvation. Number two, the Holy Spirit is known as the teacher. Now, Who's your teacher today? This young, good-looking, tall. Why are you laughing? You hurt my feelings. I'm just a guy. You know who's teaching you tonight? The Holy Spirit. And what we've been praying for, for weeks, all of our people, is this. As you go through this, you're going to see some things that the Holy Spirit wants to do. I want to skip right down to enlightens me. We're praying like this young man, this teenager in the first service. I finally get Christmas. It's about Jesus Christ. 
and accepting him. See, the one that opens your eyes spiritually is not me. It's the Holy Spirit. Now, let's keep the one just in front of that reminds me. The older you get, the more that's worth. Those young people quit laughing because you're going to get there. Now, comforts me. In the last few weeks, as normal, we've had many, many people die. And our pastors go and they officiate at the funerals. They go to the people's homes. They counsel them. They minister to them. We do as much as we can. But who's the real comforter? It's the Holy Spirit. You see, when the funeral's over and you go back to your home, And that child's room that was filled with life is not there. Or the spouse you slept next to for a long time, empty on that side of the bed. A human can't comfort you, but God the Holy Spirit can comfort you. That's a gift he gives all of us. Next, he guides me. Every one of us need direction in our life. Every single one of us. We simply don't know how to do life. But God directs us through the word of God. He gives us wisdom. He shows us how to do life right. And sometimes I just don't know how to pray. The situation is so dire. I don't know what to do, but the Holy Spirit helps me pray. And last, I love this, because what we're in is a spiritual warfare. The person that blinds your eyes to the truth I'm talking about tonight is none other than Satan. He's real. He's the devil. It's not a Halloween deal. He's out to steal and kill and destroy. And so I have the ability to say no to temptation. Now, there's a danger without God living in us. If you're not a Christian, you're doing life alone with your own wisdom and your own talents. Eventually, you'll discover that never works. You were not created to do life alone. You end up being frustrated, empty, and searching for meaning. Now, there's one more amazing gift that God brings. When Jesus came, his salvation brought us the last gift, and this is called eternal life. What is eternal life? What does the word eternal even mean? It means forever, forever. If I say to you tonight, a hundred trillion years, does it mean anything to you? Not to me. I don't get it. You see, when Jesus Christ came, Paul wrote it simply like this. Look at it, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin, the result of sin is death. Death is simply separation. Separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. You see, when we mention even the word death, we don't like to think about it. But our newspapers are filled with it. We all experience it in many different ways during a year. Death is a a fact for everyone. You see, there comes a point that you guaranteed will die. Now, we do everything we can do to live longer, and that's right. All kinds of things, medicines and health and exercise, it's good. And I just saw an article in the USA Today yesterday. I thought it was great. It gave the cities with the shortest and longest life expectancy in the United States. Here it is. The average expectancy in the United States now is 78.7 years. 
In other words, some of you are way along from that. Some of you are already over it. You're on borrowed time, baby, right now. Many of us are getting closer. Woo, we're edging up. But here's what I thought. They gave us the second longest life expectancy in the United States in metropolitan areas. You know where the second city is? Florida. It's in Marco, Naples, Mar- Marco Island, Florida. Life expectancy, 82.4. Now, I know what some of you are writing right now. I'm moving to Marco tomorrow morning. Well, how many years are you going to get when you move there? Well, you're going to get maybe four years. Then what? Then what? Where are you? It's not about your neighbor. Where are you going to spend eternity? You see, eternity is spent because we live forever. That's why how God created us. When you die, you don't die. It's simply a transformation to either with God forever in heaven or separated from God forever in hell. You see, after death, life goes on forever. And here's what I want you to understand. One of the major reasons Jesus was sent as a gift to us, God wants to spend eternity with you. See, that's what Christmas It's all about. It's about God, his grace, his forgiveness, the Holy Spirit that helps us do life right. And then when we die, and we will, we have the guarantee of spending life in heaven with God. Now, I was thinking about this earlier. My mom and dad and brother are in heaven. My wife's mom and dad are in heaven. Many of our relatives are in heaven. You have people in heaven. Not only does God want you there, but you want to be there. If you're a parent, you're making memories with your kids. We see all these kids everywhere. You're having a great time. It's fantastic. Make sure you get your pictures taken and make memories every day. Life is very short. But what happens if you choose not to choose Jesus Christ, but your family Members do. You'll not spend eternity with them. God never designed it that way. You see, God created you to spend forever in heaven with him. He created you to love him and to serve him and to worship and enjoy him and spend eternity with him. Well, Pastor Mark, how do you do that? Very simple. We've already learned you can't climb the ladder of good works. You'll never make it. So here... John writes it like this. Look at John 1.12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. See, we have to believe and receive, and then we become children of God. Believe in your heart enough to change, to follow Jesus and obey him. Receive the gift of salvation by asking God to forgive you of your sins. You see, this gift, Jesus, must be received. It is not a mental thing. It's a heart thing. In a few hours, some of you will celebrate Christmas Eve because you open gifts on Christmas Eve, or maybe you're 
parents and you've given in all these years. You never had it. They always waited till the morning, but you're generous. So you're going to let them open one gift tonight. Tomorrow morning, the rest of them come. Paper everywhere, all the gifts. Those bed sheets that you forgot. (laughs) Remember, Walgreens open till midnight. All right. When you hand this person a gift, well, let's use one of these. When you hand this person a gift, what are they going to do with it? If you hand it to them, they have to do what? They have to receive it. Then they open it. That's the personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, tonight, there'll be millions of people in churches around the world. They'll hear about Jesus. They'll hear about grace, forgiveness, Holy Spirit, eternal life. And they'll walk out the door the same way they walked in. Because it was never received. It was never personal. It never changed their life. You would never offer somebody a gift and that person turned the gift down. But many people do that. You see, they will leave because they never personally received the gift. You see, if you don't receive the gift of Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you miss the whole point of Christmas. The whole point of Christmas is choosing to accept and receive God's gift. You see... If you don't accept the gift, you're choosing to spend eternity apart from God and heaven. And I want to say this as kindly as I can. That is a foolish decision. The worst decision you will ever make in your life. You see, God directed you here. It's God who loves you. He's orchestrated your life to hear truth about the real meaning of Christmas. There's no reason to wait any longer. Today, your life can be changed in an instant. How? Grace and forgiveness. Because of Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit will come in you, help and guide you, bring you joy. To be honest, the Christian life is the most exciting life in all the world. We have problems just like every one of you, but I have God in me. He helps me. He encourages me. And Forever, I'm going to be with God and my relatives and my family. That's what God created you to do. He loves you. He's crazy about you, but he'll never force you. You have to choose. You're not too young if you understand. I was five years old. I didn't understand all of this. I just knew I was a sinner. 67 years I've been enjoying my life with Jesus Christ. Don't wait any longer. You're not too old. It's never too old to start doing right. You're not too good. We already covered that. It doesn't matter how bad you are. You know, this is the amazing part. People think, Pastor Mark, I'm going to get my life straight and then I'm going to come to God. Good luck. No, you come to God because he doesn't care about your past. He only cares about your future. Now understand, the gift of Christ is your choice. I want you to look at me. When you die... Where are you going to spend eternity? He said, Pastor Mark, why are you talking about death and Christmas? Because that's why Jesus came. He came to die for you. And you must simply receive the gift. He's a person. And he came to save you from your sins. Today, Pastor Mark reminded you that there's nothing you could do to deserve entrance into heaven. You'd have to have lived a perfect life and not have a sinful nature. The only just outcome for you is spiritual death forever. 
Thankfully, you also heard that Jesus paid the price for entrance into heaven that you could never pay. All you have to do is accept his payment and submit to him. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Well, this wraps up the teaching God's greatest gift to us. We trust that you learned a little more about the beginning of the redemption story, the birth of Jesus. There's so much more behind the tale besides angels, sheep, and shepherds, as you can tell from Pastor Mark's message. We hope that this Christmas season has more significance for you than ever before. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team, your Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving